This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 12, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The Eurozone is a mess and Greece is partially to blame, but instead of kicking Greece out of the Eurozone, perhaps Germany should just leave, letting the monetary unit fall apart of its own accord. Matt Feeney is an assistant editor at Reason 24-7 and has been writing about the Euro crisis. We spoke today. There was a lot of talk about removing Greece from the Eurozone. Um, One argument that you make, and I think it probably has some legs, is the idea that, well, Germany should be the one to leave the Eurozone because they're the ones who've done everything right. Uh, Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be a mechanism to leave the Eurozone. I think it's a little simplistic to say that Germany's done everything right. So joining the Euro was conditional on a few rules which Greece and Germany both broke the most important of which being that deficits couldn't exceed 3% of GDP. But that said, you make a good point that Germany is a stronger economy and it's certainly been the savior of a lot of the countries in Europe so far. And broadly speaking, just more fiscally responsible than uh, many other Eurozone countries. Sure, fair enough. Uh, But yeah, I and um, others have said that it might not be a bad idea for Germany to, to consider leaving the Euro. There's, I think, good economic and moral cases for this. So... Were you know Germany to leave the euro, there's a good chance. Well, it would definitely happen that the euro would be devalued, and countries that would have it would now have a devalued euro, or you know they might choose to go to their own currencies. But the advantage of this is that it would be much easier for them to engage in real restructuring without strict conditions that Germany is imposing. Quite rightly, in my opinion. But I think it's also uh, the moral case, which is, well, is it right for a country that has behaved comparatively responsibly to be solving the problems of countries that have been behaving very irresponsibly. And for the United States, you say that there are some pretty significant lessons here for uh, the United States, which doesn't have a Germany, if you will, unless you count certain borrowers in right. the international <laughs> stage that are buying up U.S. debt, uh, which I guess is one way to think about it. But the United States, uh, your take is that they we have some lessons to learn from this Euro experience. Sure. And uh, especially during the election, I tried to write about the fact that I found a lot of American politicians, particularly on the right in the Republican camp, getting a lot of this wrong. So it seems that the rhetoric in America for a lot of, regarding the Euro is that, well, the Europeans spend too much money, they have bloated welfare states, and that's the reason they're in the situation they're in. And it's a little bit too simplistic to put it that way. So I think the only country where you can really say that they just spent a silly amount of money and now they're in a huge amount of problems is Greece, right? But, you know, Spain and Ireland were behaving comparatively well, right? And actually their, you know, their debts ratios, if you compare them to America, are not far off. So America can learn lessons fiscally, which is, well, we need to rein in spending because we could eventually become... Face, well, we could eventually face the problems uh, that Greece is now trying to address, but also that it's a lesson in investment, that the Spanish and Irish, only in the situations they're in, is because of their investment in housing. And I think America can learn from that. Now, one, one specific thing that uh, the United States should uh, take to heart, uh, as you point out, which is that Greece, in all of its restructuring plans, all of its bailouts that have been conditioned on their changing behavior, throughout all of this time, their own measures of debt to GDP are going up. Yes. No, that's... And their future projections of debt to GDP are going up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in, in 2010, there were predictions about what the debt to GDP rates would be in 
2013, and the revised budget for next year has you know jumped them up you know a huge amount, close to 20%, I believe, and if not higher. And the 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 lesson, another lesson that really has to be learned is that the people making these decisions, right, are making plans for you know the next decade. The IMF is saying that you know bailouts are conditional on what the debt rate is going to be in 2020, and you know who. Who knows who the Greek prime minister is going to be and what who the prime ministers of all the European nations are going to be and what the finance ministers then will think. So it's just wishful thinking to think that, you know, we'll be able to impose these plans for the next seven to 10 years without any interruptions at all. Now, uh, Iceland had a very different experience than what Europe, mm-hmm. the, what Greece and, and Germany and are having to actually deal with. They just imploded. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you say that's that's been quite a bit better for them. Uh, well, I mean, they're still not, you know, uh, they're not back. out of the way. Yeah, not back. But it's absolutely right that Iceland experienced a banking collapse, which is something that on the continent Europeans have tried to avoid. So while in the European Union, they've been, you know, bailing out and trying to sustain a lot of these uh, governments and banks, depending on which bailouts you pay attention to, the fact is that uh, Iceland, by a strange by a strange irony, the Icelandic central bank was required to try and bail out the banks when they faced problems. And the three largest Icelandic banks had assets that were worth almost 10 times the GDP of the entire country. And, you know, it, this this gutted the entire banking sector and the GDP took a huge nosedive. Unemployment went up. But if you compare the performance now, I feel a lot of people in a lot of the pig countries, so... Portugal, Ireland, Italy, Greece, Spain would actually welcome the numbers that Iceland has been posting recently. Francois Hollande, then the new president of France, has made uh, what you say is a pretty odd statement about the euro crisis. Yeah. So a couple days ago, uh, when he was picking up uh, with other European leaders the EU's uh, Nobel Peace Prize in Oslo, he uh, made comments saying that the euro crisis is over and what we now have left is just, you know, details, effectively. And um, I think this this points to, A, the, you know, borderline delusional mindset of a lot of European politicians, and also probably a foreshadowing of things to come. That they've just basically either aren't treating the problem seriously or that they don't see a problem. Yeah, and both of those things are terrifying in equal measure. Matt Feeney is assistant editor at Reason 24-7 at Reason.com. You can read more on the euro crisis at our website, cato.org.